So welcome to our very first episode of Cooperative Collaboration, a podcast where we'll aim to bridge the gap between healthcare professionals and patients, providing valuable insights, discussing common challenges and exploring innovative solutions. So get ready for candid conversations, expert interviews and practical advice that empowers patients to take control of their health while fostering stronger relationships with their healthcare providers. Let's break down barriers and build a healthcare system that truly reflects honesty and transparency. Today on our very first episode, I'm so excited. We are joined by Madeline Welton, who is a brain injury survivor and author. Um, And we're so excited to have her on this first episode as every year on December 2nd is National Women's Brain Health Day. So we're gonna talk about the importance of brain health and what that means. So welcome, Madeline. Thank you very much, Courtney. I would love to jump right in um, and talk about your story a little bit and how it relates to women's brain health and um, why we got you to join us here today. Well, I was very excited to come because the fellow who taught me this procedure, Dr. John Thornton, I didn't meet him for a long time and I struggled through the different alleyways of brain injury recovery and but nobody could ever tell me how to get better and I kept asking and asking and doctors nurses healthcare workers therapists nobody had the answer and then I was at a workshop with uh, it was on traumatic brain injury and hyperbaric oxygen therapy which actually it doesn't work for severe brain traumatic brain injury but one of the other guests there was a psychiatrist named Dr. John Thornton, who asked me if I had ever heard of spec scans. And I said no. And so he briefly described the procedure and said, if you want to know more, make an appointment, and here's my card, and come to my office, and I can tell you everything you need to know. So I waited, and I thought, you know, I'm not getting any better. I, I've exhausted all my avenues. Maybe I should give Dr. Thorne a call. And I picked up the phone one day, and I called him. and left a message, and he returned my call the next week. And apparently I was the only one in the conference who actually called him, and he handed out five to ten business cards there. And... Uh, he taught me how to get better from brain injury. He got my whole brain working again, and that was the... Wow, and how long um, had it have been since your oh, um, injury to, to this point? It was 18 years. Wow. So this can be done immediately after your injury, 10 years, 20 years, even 50 years post-injury. It'll work. It's so... it opens up the blood flow in your brain to reach all areas of your brain. And it doesn't just treat your cold spots, which are the underperfused areas, by sending more oxygen in. It also treats the hot spots, which are overworked areas of your brain, so that your brain becomes balanced and, you know, everything's working in cooperation with each other. Perfect. That actually leads me to um, bring up this idea of balance, and um, I've seen this this notion of a balanced brain. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about what is a balanced brain, and how would one achieve that? 
Well, the balanced brain will be achieved through the spike spin procedure that Dr. Thorne does, where you, after several weeks of psychotherapy, learning about your personal situation and what how you have been affected, he sends you for a spec scan, which measures the blood flow in your brain, to, and then he receives it. it. Receives the interpretation, but the interpretation has to be made readable for a psychiatrist, not just a, a nuclear physicist or nuclear doctor. So, um, it they he prefers the. Inter, the interpretation to be done in a three-dimensional uh, color scheme process, which he could not find anyone in Canada to do for the longest time. He did it for me, and then the hospitals didn't want to fund this particular procedure anymore. They wanted to put their money into other programs. And so he eventually realized that he could go to the States and have it read by radiologists down there and send this procedure, you know, the, send the scans reinterpreted back to him where he could read them from a psych psychiatric point of view. Wow. And we know that brain health is so important. It improves memory. It increases our levels of creativity. Um, it improves problem solving. It make, it allows for clearer thinking, um, along with self awareness and emotional regulation. Um, so, did you find that um, you, this is something you had struggled with previously? Um, do um, you find exercises like exercise is so important for our health, but exercise is also important for our brain, physical activity, but also doing puzzles, learning new skills, teaching new skills. Um, are these things that you found have helped you throughout your journey? Well, I, I always did those activities from day one because you know, the occupational therapist encouraged you to do such activities. Yeah. But I didn't really reach a level of complete ability or comprehension in any of it until I saw him. And then, see, after he does one spec scan and treats it, you're sent for a second spec scan where he compares the two and he sees if he's been successful. Yeah. If not, you, he tries different medication and uh, that's his treatment through off-label medication. And he'll send you for a second spec scan, which, you know, he can see if it's working or not. And if it works, great, then you can start relearning things. For me, the best thing with medication was that it brought immediate emotional control. Like mm -hmm. my the medications he diagnosed me with or prescribed. referred me prescribed for me were the correct ones the first time around. So my emotional control was reestablished. I was I no longer was you know freaking out all the time. <laughs> it was just wonderful. And would you say that was your biggest struggle from your brain injury, was well, the emotional control? The emotional control was just horrendous. Yeah. But actually what I what my situation was, I was working with 50% of my brain. Yeah. And you can't 
you know, even with neuroplasticity, you're shoving all this new information into working parts of your brain. But if it's only 50%, it'll be a struggle to retrieve some of that newly learned information. Absolutely. As well as that newly learned information isn't going in very well. Yeah. So it was really, it was really exciting. And then I saw the physical deficits, but they, you know, were, a lot of them were not because of the brain injury itself. And one was, and we can't figure out what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, so over that journey of that 18 years of um, really struggling to, to find a right medical path, did you find that as you met different healthcare providers that there was this idea of cooperative collaboration. Did they work well with you? Did they work well with one another within the, the healthcare system? Oh, good question. That was the biggest frustration for me. It was that one person was not talking to the other person. Like, yeah. left hand was not talking to the right hand. <laughs> and so you figure, oh, I think I need chiropractic. My neck is killing me. Well, the chiropractor didn't talk to the physiotherapist who you're going to to learn how to walk better yeah. and you know and then your cognitive and your emotional that's just like i i had no one wow and because once the insurance company lets you out which they say after two or three years you're healthy that's all they're giving you then your support's all cut off and you have to find, figure out what you need and who you need it from yeah, all by yourself. As a brain injury survivor, how difficult is that to advocate for yourself? Um, Can you imagine if only half your brain is working? How does a brain injury person yeah. navigate the system on their own and figure out what they need and who they who they can get it from? Um, did you also find that going to all of these different healthcare providers, were you able to articulate to each one your need or was it sometimes difficult as you visited that you might have a different issue given a, a certain day so when you go and see them you're not able to capture necessarily the entire picture that that's brilliant that's a great question but it's also you you don't know you might be progressing in one area with one therapist but the other therapist just they don't, it doesn't interest them. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that makes it really difficult when you're not getting this um, holistic type care holistic where, where folks are looking at your your entire picture and speaking to one another to, to say, hey, Madeline is doing this work and it's going really well. Maybe if we integrated this, it might help. Um, it's a, an, an unfortunate hole, I think, in our current healthcare system. And it's a huge an, hole. An important piece of this podcast, I think, is going to be uh, talking to healthcare providers and um, exploring that further and how they can work better with their um, their colleagues and how that would then obviously help their patients as well. I think that um, cooperative collaboration within our healthcare system is um, really missing. It is. Yeah. It is. And I think I think I I wrote in my book. I said so. One option is to have family doctors have a checklist or something that's universal, yeah. so they can send you to this therapy or that therapy if, you, if you're questioning it, yeah. to get assessed at least. Yeah. But, you know, I was I was my with, well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's, like, <laughs> that's not helpful. <laughs> when, when the people who are supposed to know say, oh, well, I, I'm not sure that, 
it's yeah. a dead end and then you know where do you go from there and yeah and where do you go what are your brain injured so how can you figure it out for yourself yeah um besides the the spec scan what um resources did you find to be helpful um in you know this this time since your injury are there um organizations or classes or just things you like to do on your own that have helped you yes <laughs> um, I will say that brain injury associations are great sources of all types of knowledge, whether it's whether you need legal help, and we all need legal help because the healthcare system is designed to require legal help. Yeah. And uh, physically, I went to the gym almost every day because I thought well, that would get more oxygen to my brain. Yeah. That would help me function better. Well, like, what didn't bad blood the oxygen wasn't able to pass through the brain membranes into all the areas of my brain, but I tried. I was pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah. And things like Nordic walking alone, I didn't try that till long after I should have. And it certainly helps your ability to walk. And what is Nordic walking? With the poles that you see older people with for stability. Yeah. It really enhances your gait if you have walking disability. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And you mentioned your your book, so you obviously uh, enjoy writing, I would assume, if you did this. Oh. But um, what inspired you to share your story and your experiences in this way? We have um, a copy here we can show. Oh. <laughs> okay, I wrote that book because first Dr. Thorne wanted me to get the information out there. And for myself, I wanted to get it out there to pre help prevent anyone else from going through what I had to go through for 18 years. Mm -hmm. I know there's still people out there with the effects of brain injury from 20, 40 years ago. And this procedure can restore your brain function. It's just wonderful. Wow. Yes. Um, and what, what do you hope this, this book will do for others? I, I hope that this book becomes the norm. The information in there, inspect scans with three-day interpretations, becomes the norm for doctors to treat their patients so that nobody else has to go through 20 or more years or even five years of brain injured agony <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um do you mind sharing your story with us of, of um how mm -hmm. you obtained your brain injury okay <laughs> only if you're comfortable so, no i say it quite a lot um way back in 1993 i was driving my two babies who are under two years of age to the health club for babysitting and I I had to get there before a certain time to when my children were allowed into the babysitting because the babysitting was only half day at that time so it was a, it was 10-15 minute drive and we were on the north service road about a mile and a half no 800, 800 meters from the club and a car came off the QEW through the chain link fence and landed on my car and I was out like a light. I was unconscious for almost a month and my two babies in the backseat were fine and I'd like to plug Fisher Price 
car seats because yeah. that saved them. They saved their lives. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And really what I wanted to highlight through that is um, a brain injury can happen to anyone at any time. It's not something that you're expecting. No, um, no. So being aware of these things and the resources out there, um, it, it can happen to anyone. And so knowing then how to navigate um, potentially the care afterwards or someone you may know um, and you can help direct them, I think is really important. So knowing about the fact that we have these brain injury associations um, throughout Canada, um, your local city probably has one if you want to um, look into it. They are always looking for volunteers or I know they have various um, charity events where they could really use um, help. And I think that um, knowing about these things also then helps us um, work together in cooperative collaboration with our communities and with um, our loved ones and uh, folks that, that may need help. Um, we need to have all the medical professionals who are involved in brain injury communicating with each other. The only place this is really well done is in the American Air Force. Wow. And I was like, oh, great. But you have to remember the American Air Force to obtain these therapies. Yeah. So that's it. It's a, it's really a not, um, the, the Canadian Brain Injury Association, which is called Brain Injury Canada now, BIC, they have a website which <clears throat> provides a lot of information that you need and it covers all areas of it. Like it's a well-rounded website. So I would highly recommend that, as well as the Y website. We can absolutely link those so folks know um, where to find them easily. Yeah. And um, but prior to um, obtaining your brain injury, did you ever consider your brain health? Was this something um, you, you thought about, or was this something that really came about afterwards? Oh, it was, I never specifically identified my brain as needing help other than just maintain a good exercise regime. Yeah. And I, I always ate healthy. And so I knew eating, exercise are probably the most important thing to bring up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and uh, supplementation. Yes. Omega-3s, Omega's, yes. <laughs> vitamin D, and magnesium are key. For our brain health. And with it being um, National Women's Brain Health Day, we really want to push that importance of having a healthy brain, having a balanced brain, um, utilizing your whole brain and um, really diving into ensuring that we're caring for ourselves, um, our whole selves, especially our brain, since that's what is the, our control center for everything. It and I'm, I'm sure since um, your um, accident that you really have felt how when that's out of balance, how it affects the whole system. Oh, well, do you know, I've always worried about my weight. And until I was healed and things were all working properly, I all of a sudden I was able to, you know, maintain my ideal weight. I never worried about my weight anymore. And that was just like, I thought that was really curious Yeah, that it was related. But it's because it, you need your whole body working in unison. Absolutely. And what would your loved ones say about oh my. how you are um, oh, now versus... Do you, do you know, we went on vacation. I think I'll put this example in my book. Mm -hmm. And we were going away on a vacation. 
and we pack the car and my husband always does the checklist. He says, boots, skis, ski jackets, ski pants, hats, mitts, you know, socks. And my oldest son said, does mommy have her medication? Yeah. And I was like, yes, that means it's been really successful. Yeah, for, for your kids to notice, hey, this is something that mom needs to be functioning at her best. Well, it keeps her from erupting. Wow. Yeah. I was like a volcano. And, and in what way would you say that you're like a volcano? Is that something that... My emotional control. It's like I'm upset. I, I'm going to say, uh, excuse me, darling, could you please? I go, ah! But what do you, you know, I, I, I screamed a lot. <laughs> I was terrible. I can't believe they're such wonderful people. Wow. And have you um, known any other folks who have um, been able to reach the same level of success with a brain injury that as you have so far? Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you connect with other folks who have had brain injuries? I, I used to be participating in the Brain Injury Association, and actually I went to a brain injury conference just a few weeks ago in Ontario, Obaya, in Niagara Falls, and I actually met a few of the other women there and took them to the seminar presented by Dr. Thornton and then gave them copies of my book oh, that's <laughs> after fantastic. the seminar. Yeah. So now you're an, an advocate in um, guiding yeah. others yeah. to um, help navigate the system that was so difficult oh, they were for so, you. They were so excited. They yeah. were so excited that there was an answer. And, and it's fantastic that um, you can be that, that link, even though I'm sure that's not what you were expecting to come out of all of this, but that now you can help um, bring that community together. Well, originally I thought if I can just help one other person to avoid everything I had to endure, I'll be successful. But now I just want as many people as possible to be able to recover quickly. That's amazing. That is such a, a beautiful message. and. It's very, very kind and generous of you to have um, received this help and, and seen how well it works to then want to gift that to others. Well, the, the whole system well, of care that was provided to me was so kind and generous. And, you know, all the therapists were so wonderful. And, and then I met this wonderful psychiatrist. Mind, mind you, there was a gap in there of well, you know, 15 years of yeah. agony. But when I was in touch with the people in the brain injury community, they were so wonderful. I thought, well, what else? What can I do to help? That's amazing. And what do you think the the difference was um, between those care providers and the ones you had seen previously that that made you feel they were so kind? Oh, the ones I saw previously were wonderfully kind too. But there was a gap. You know, there was a gap when the insurance company cut me off. To when I met Dr. Thorne. Right. And, you know, but I used a lot of uh, personal trainers from my, at, the, at the gym because I, <clears throat> I needed help uh, just pedaling a bike to start with. Mm-hmm. That when I was, it was awful. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, when the insurance stopped, then I had, I were no, no longer able to well, obtain those the gym, services. Yeah, I went to the gym and I was like, I don't know what to do now. 
Um, I'll try this, but I couldn't focus on anything long enough because that was characteristic of brain injury, lack of focus. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just jumped from one active one exercise to another. And then the head of per the person training director suggested I try personal training. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> and a week or two later I signed up. Yeah. And it Thankfully. Helped. Yeah. And that kept me on the straight and narrow for a while. But I still wasn't able to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do that I had done previously. So, uh, what would be an example of that, of something that you you wanted to do but just could not? Oh well, oh the biggest thing and I still can't do it was helicopter skiing. Oh wow, <laughs> I I don't think that most of us without brain injuries can do that. <laughs> no, I, you know. My husband and my sons are great skiers, yeah. and I'm okay, but prior to my brain injury, I wanted to go on a helicopter yeah. ski trip with my husband, yeah. and he said, oh no, dear, you've got years to do that. Well, then this happened, right. and I'm like, well, I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> I'm okay with it, though, because then yeah. they've told me about parts of the experience, which I might not like. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe it worked out that it, um, that was a goal that you had that didn't come to fruition. That that is okay in the yeah, in yeah. the end. <laughs> and you, you know what was really exciting was relearning new, relearning old things yeah. that all of a sudden seemed new again. You know, we had to relearn to ski for, on the J bar, like the bunny hill. Yeah. I spent two years on that hill, yeah. and it was it was. It, was that it wasn't as bad as it seemed because it was all new and I saw the snow from a different perspective and it was like, oh wow, it was all very exciting to learn it from a beginner's point of view. It seems like you had a lot of determination to be well again, and that oh, yeah. was a big driving factor, I think, in you finding new ways that uh, maybe folks had never heard of to to reach that and to to obtain your your goals. Did. Do you want me to show you a picture of my husband and sons? <laughs> they are amazing. And I was like, I cannot go through life like this. I have to improve. I have to get better for them. Yeah, that, that's amazing that you're able to use the folks that you love so much um, to be motivators for you. Um, but would you say to, to folks that maybe don't have a family of their own, um, to where they could find their motivation? Hmm. Well... <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Um, think of putting it's your best, it's your opportunity to put your best self out there to have the best life you can have. I, I think that is an incredible message of just wanting to do it for for yourself and ensuring that you're living life to the fullest and your best life. I think that yeah. that's a perfect message of your best life. I think that's what we yeah. all want. Yeah, regardless of having a, a brain injury or not. And your best life will help everybody else around you that you encounter and share your life with. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that, Madeline. Um, so if folks um, want to get a copy of your book, um, which is titled How I Got Better from a Traumatic Brain Injury, um, where would they be able to do that? You can do it off Amazon, which has good delivery fees relative to other issues 
Um, I have a website, www.madelinewelton.com. And that gives you the options for where you can buy the book. And if you buy it from Indigo or Chapters, you just order it, and then you can pick it up for free. Oh, wow. So there's no delivery charge. So you can find it almost anywhere that sells books that yeah. folks are going to these yeah. days. And anyway. the ebook is only four ninety nine. Oh, and I think that's a great deal for some of the, the tidbits that you've given us so far. I yeah. think folks will really love diving into your story, your experience, whether they've had a brain injury or not. Just you're such an inspirational person that I think um, reading your story would give anyone um, the the courage to um, speak up in their, their own lives, whether it's with healthcare providers or anything else. Fantastic. Um, and as we've said, you know, uh, connect to your local brain injury association. Check out um, the website of the National Canadian Brain Injury Association, Ontario, if you're in Ontario. Um, there's one in every province, Madeline has told me. Um, are the territories as well or just the province? I don't know. We'll have to take, take a peek into that. And um, There is one in Nunavut. Right. I met a met lady years ago at a brain injury Canada conference from Nunavut. Yeah. And she was not brain injured. She was there trying to find help for how to help the people that were brain injured to work for her. And that brings us back to the work that can be done um, by folks who don't necessarily have a brain injury. Um, we can be advocates and seek out information or be links um, between the information, the resources, and folks who um, do have brain injuries, um, which is very important to that community. It is. It is. It's the key because most people with brain injuries are unable to find their own cure. Yeah. Because they don't, you cannot use your brain to help yeah. fix yeah. your brain. And <laughs> as we've said, that that is the most important piece when you don't have um, full access to to your brain, I I just can't even how can imagine how it? yeah how <laughs> difficult it would be to to navigate day to day life sometimes, let alone um, searching out these resources. So I really want to thank you for for being here and joining us and sharing oh, your welcome. very personal story, yes. um, fantastic resources, your experiences um, with the healthcare system, and how we we can do better in, in that area. I think that that's an important message and, um, you know, there's, we don't have to say we don't have great health care, we, we have good health care, but things can always be improved. And by adding in the cooperative collaboration with patients and health care providers, I think that that's oh, a exactly. way that we well, move forward. I think forward. they need a centralized system for, to, for the collaborative cooperation to work from. Right. You know, that whether it's like a center where they send everything out or whether they you go to at one center to get everything yeah. I don't know the answer yeah and I, I do know there are some of those um, those types of centers starting to come up now because I think folks are starting to get it that yeah that they, they need to to be connected and to communicate to give their patients the, the best care possible and you're obviously a great example of that of that need mm -hmm. for for that um, communication. So I want to thank you again. It was well, you're welcome, Courtney. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having um, me. Happy National Women's Brain Health Day on December 2nd. Do something good for your brain today. 
um, learn something new, teach someone a skill, do a puzzle. Um, there are a lot of great things we can do for our brain health. Um, and join us next time as we continue to navigate the complex world of healthcare where transparency and honesty are at the forefront. And hopefully we can uh, work together for some cooperative collaboration.